You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, when it comes to uh, many of our senses, like our ability to see, hear, taste, touch, I got to tell you, our dogs have us be paused down. But just like us, they need regular medical care and make sure that they're at their healthy best. Now, you've heard that expression, seeing is believing. That saying holds extra special meaning to our special guest today. In fact, this entire show will be devoted to talking about canine eye care, and there's a special event aimed at providing free eye exams to service dogs for the month of May. Let's give pause and applause to our very, very awesome guest. First, we have Dr. Nancy Bromberg, a veterinary ophthalmologist, and Sandra Ball. She is the proud pet parent of Quincy, a golden retriever who serves as her mobility service dog. Ladies, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having us. Thank you. All right. Now, Dr. Bromberg and Sandra Ball, they're going to talk to us a little bit about why every dog should have their eyes examined regularly how you can spot some early signs of some eye conditions, and why the month of May is just so doggone special to service dogs coast to coast. You know the rules, guys. Everybody sit and stay. We're going to be right back after we take this commercial break. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. As mentioned, our special guests today are focusing on eye care for dogs. I want to give a big welcome to Dr. Nancy Bromberg. She's a veterinary ophthalmologist. Ah, trick question. Anybody know how to quickly spell ophthalmologist? I bet Dr. Nancy knows. There's an extra H tucked in there, right, Nancy? And an L. And an L. See there? I never see that on a crossword puzzle. Thank goodness. Or on a Scrabble board. But you do great work, even though your profession has an odd spelling. 
And yeah. next up, we also have Sandra Ball. Her life has been become much easier thanks to a special dog, Quincy, who is her mobility service dog. And for this show, I want to get started with the good doctor. We're talking to Dr. Nancy Bromberg. And you've got quite a varied background in the field of veterinary medicine, including you did some kind of work on a giant panda, I understand? Um, yes, I uh, did surgery on Chan Chan, the giant panda at the National Zoo. Not bad. Well, tell us a little more detail. Don't just like state it as a statement, man. I mean, how many veterinarians <laughs> do you know get to work at A, the National Zoo, and B, on a panda? What was Chin Chin <laughs> like and what was happening with Chin Chin? Well, his mate, Meishan, did not appreciate his advances one day and <laughs> swiped at him and injured his third eyelid and it became very infected and uh, had to be removed. So I examined him early in the morning on a Saturday, and mm-hmm. overnight they turned the panda house into a full-blown veterinary hospital. Wow. And yeah, it was pretty surprising when I walked in on Sunday to do the surgery, because with any of the zoo animals, if they're going to be under anesthesia, they take the opportunity to do full workups on them. So. Mm-hmm. All the zoo veterinarians were there and the um, all the keepers and the director of the National Zoo. And so the pressure was really on me not to <laughs> make any mistakes. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, they, you know, all you needed was a couple of service dogs going <laughs> in the background <laughs> and you'd have all the pressure complete. But what was something surprising about working on a panda? Are they like a giant dog or their anatomy? Is it um, uh, much different? No, the anatomy really is not that much different than the dogs. And it's just surprising, you know, you you see them, and I had seen the giant pandas many, many times. But when you're really, when they're under anesthesia and you're, like, sitting right next to it to do the surgery, they're really big, and their <laughs> teeth are huge, and their claws are very long. So. Ooh. So it was a fun experience. It really was. And it sounds like you handled the pressure very well. Well, I tried to. I think I didn't show how nervous I was. So at least the representatives, because the pandas belong to China, they had to invite representatives from the Chinese embassy. And wow. luckily they declined. Otherwise, it would have been even you know, more, more crowded. Stressful. You're like the UN. You had quite a little uh, ordeal, but you did all right. And I'm I'm just praying that Chen Chen is behaving around his female mate so she's not walloping him anymore. No. Well, lately they haven't really been getting it on very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be a whole different episode of the old behavior. Yeah, show. totally, yeah. totally different. Don't worry. I'm not going to make you do uh, panda kiss and tell. I, won't, I promise. Okay. Not, uh, all right. But more seriously, though, your role with, I need to check with the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists and this whole campaign with Marielle, tell us a little bit about the National Service Dog Exam event that you Um, have kicking off. Well, this is the sixth year that we're offering the program, and registration is this month, the month of April, and the examinations are done the month of May. In the first five years of this program, uh, over 16,000 animals have been examined. The uh, 6,000 animals include service dogs, therapy dogs, therapy horses, and even a therapy mule, donkey, I should say, named Henry. And in the first 
three days of registration, over 3,000 animals have already been registered for the examinations this May. Nice. Congratulations. The word is getting out, and we do need to alert everybody to the website. Can you go ahead and give this? It looks almost like an eye exam chart, the website, so I think Dr. Nancy (laughs) Um, can handle that. The website to register is www.acvoeyeexam, as in Mary, dot org. That's acvoiexam.org. And you can go on that website to find out if your animal qualifies for the free exam and then register the animal. Once your pet is registered or your service dog is registered, you will be given a list of ophthalmologists that are participating in the program. And then you call one of them to set up an appointment. You made it so easy. I'm seeing 2020 with you. I think we both uh, see the same goal in mind here. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not going to become an ophthalmologist of veterinary medicine overnight. I I like my my day job. But we have waiting in the wings a very nice woman. She is, I wanted to give everybody a shout out. I'm, I'm speaking, of course, about Sandra Ball. And I don't know if Quincy's nearby, but Sandra, tell us a little bit about what's Quincy's tale and how did you get involved with this whole eye exam program? Thank you for having me. Uh, Quincy and I were, this is actually our anniversary week. We were matched April 11th. Oh, and congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, and it's a, a day we kind of always remember and celebrate. Fighters for Freedom trained him and trained me how to work with a service dog, and then they sort of matched us together, and that was 2007. And I heard about the eye exams. I believe we got an email, and I took him for the, the first one, and they found out that he had cataracts, but they weren't in his uh, field of vision, and so they just keep an eye on those. But in later exams, they found that he had uh, golden retriever uveitis, okay. and which I'm sure the doctor can explain to you better. But without the drops that he gets now every day, his eyesight would have been damaged. So without going to the eye exam, I never would have known, and it's. Really, you know, you don't necessarily think about taking your, your dog to to get their their eyes checked. Like people, I guess they can't tell you what's going on, so you really didn't think about it. And unless your vet says something, you don't. But it's so important for their eyesight. And I think there's other diseases that they can tell through checking their eyes. So the doctor... Dr. White in Annapolis, she's absolutely wonderful and she participates and all these doctors give their time freely to the service animals and they have 6,000 that they're checking for free and that's amazing. Have you taken Quincy this year for the uh, free eye exam that's being sponsored by Mariel and ACVO? I've already called. I've registered. First, I registered him on the website, mm-hmm. and I called and made his appointment. His appointment is May thirteenth, so he's nice. all set. You register in April, and then you they set you up when they have time in May. It's all May that the the appointments are done. It sounds like you kind of had an arranged marriage. I'm, don't worry, I'm not condoning dogs getting married to people. Everybody, stop, stop. I know the show's called Obehave, but, you know, it is kind of an interesting matchmaking situation with a person getting matched with a service dog. What's your situation, Nancy, and why do you think it's such a great match for you to be with Quincy? 
I have uh, mobility problems, and what we do at Fighters for Freedom, what they do is they have you work with the dogs over many hours, and mm-hmm. you work with a whole group of dogs, and basically they see which pairs click, okay. and, and then they match you. you now, if you have a relationship with a dog that's really good and you guys understand each other but the dog can't do what you need then you know that won't work so it has to be a perfect marriage and <laughs> um really strong bond and that's the way it is with Quincy and I what works for you guys what's something about Quincy's personality that you know you just know that this is the dog for you he is genuinely concerned for me he watches everything I do he follows me everywhere and if he sees that I need something, he does it. He, you know, picks up anything I drop. He helps me off with my coat and he also take off my shoes and socks and (laughs) all these kind of neat things. And uh, he does it happily and people with mobility problems and, and different problems end up dropping things all the time and you know the family members after the first or second time where they're like okay you know I wish you could get it yourself but with the dog they're like oh good she dropped it pick it up bring it back oh good she dropped it pick it up they never tire of the game it's sort of a game to them and they have fun with it and if you make it you know positive he was trained all positive reinforcement if you make it a positive thing then it's a happy interaction no, it sounds great. I mean, I have a dog, Chipper. She's a golden retriever husky mix, which means I spend a lot of time vacuuming. And, right. Um, <laughs> I think if I tried to train her to pick up something I dropped or help me with my shoe selections, every time I put on a pair of shoes that probably don't go well with my outfit, she does kind of look the other way. So maybe she's giving me some <laughs> subtle signs. I don't know. But she said, Quincy, I'm going to talk to you later about Arden. She needs a little help. Now, where do you work? Do you work in the library or something, I thought? I work at the National Agriculture Library. Okay. she goes to work with me every day. Nice. And... Uh, meets the patrons out there. They can ask Quincy questions, and he's always right when he answers them. <laughs> well, yeah, and I can hear him. Wait a minute, get him closer to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Quincy, what's up, babe? <laughs> right back at you. He just lifted up his ears. <laughs> I know. Tell him I am known worldwide as Treat Lady. Treat Lady. No, then he's your best friend. (laughs) All right, all right. Hey, everybody, we're speaking with Dr. Nancy Bromberg and also Sandra Ball. We're talking about how you can help out with service dogs and getting their eyes examined by wonderful veterinarians donating their time through a program that is being offered. This is the sixth annual. It is being offered by the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists and uh, with the help of Marielle, we're going to dash over to the acvoiexam.org, their website, after this show. But right now, we're going to have to take a quick break and get back and find out some of the common eye conditions that our dogs may get. And what the heck is uveitis for golden retrievers? That's your homework, Dr. Bromberg. So I'm prepping you. So we're going to go take a quick, quick break. Everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. 
If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi, I'm Audrey Landers of Dallas fame. You have got to listen to Arden Moore on OBK on PetLifeRadio.com Bringing together pets, people, and more. It's true and it's fun. (laughs) We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBK. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guests today are focusing on eye care for dogs. I want again to welcome Dr. Nancy Bromberg. She's a veterinary ophthalmologist. And Sandra Ball, she has this awesome, possum dog named Quincy, who is her mobility service dog. So good, Dr. Nancy. There are a zillion eye conditions that we can have in our dogs, but... Whether you have a service dog or not, first, the most basic of questions, why should we have at least twice a year wellness visits with our dogs and how important are their eyes? Well, wellness visits, whether in, with, with or without a full ophthalmic examination, um, are very important because different systemic illnesses or heart disease or possibly even cancer can be identified early on and controlled or um, have surgical cure, hopefully. With eyes, eyes are one of the most important senses that we have. If your pet loses their vision, they adapt relatively well, but it's usually a long process of adapting on the owner's part and the pet's part, and it can be very emotionally upsetting initially. So if you have your pet's eyes checked, then hopefully anything that is vision-threatening can be identified and treated or controlled or even cured. So um, don't be moving the furniture when your dog's out on a walk with the dog walker and have them come back in, right? That would be cruel. If your dog has vision deficits, definitely cruel. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But having a half of a golden retriever myself, I am very interested. What the heck is golden retriever uveitis? Golden retrievers are predisposed to getting what's called iris cysts. The the back of the iris kind of just buds off, and you can have a little cyst that floats around. And those are usually very, very benign. But they can also get a form of, of iris cyst that arises further back in the iris. And sometimes it can cause a lot of inflammation, and it can cause adhesions in the eye and inflammatory response. And if this inflammation is not controlled, it can lead to secondary glaucoma and loss of vision. So Sandy and Quincy are very, very lucky that it was caught early and is being controlled just with, you know, one medication because it's a very slow, insidious disease. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times it not picked up until it's much further on in the process and has already caused vision problems. 
Thank you. And, and Sandra, tell me a little bit about life with Quincy. I mean, how often do you give the eye drops? Is Quincy a good doggy when getting the eye drops? Have you consulted with Quincy and let, let him know, hey, this is for your own good and we're going to have you have as good vision as possible? Well, when I, when I get the eye drops out, he says, uh-oh, there's the box. But <laughs> I have to do it every day and he, okay. he's very good about it. He he stands there and lets me open each eye and just put one drop in each eye, and then he gets a cookie. So oh. he says, so, well, you know, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. And how is his eyesight? What was the, when you went, went on the last visit? He was great, and there was no change in his vision from the previous year. So we're holding it off. Okay, that sounds good. Now, Dr. Nancy, please tell us what are some, maybe some prevention tips we can do or what are, you know, for our dogs, is there ways that we can just kind of in the routine day activities, we can play a little, let's check the eyes of our dog. I mean, I hold a treat in front of Chipper and Cleo's eye and I go from left to right and just see if their pupils are the same size and if they're moving with me. But is there any other kind of simple at home tests we can do just to kind of keep tabs on our pet's eyes health? Well, what you're doing sounds great. I mean, sometimes I tell people to just get a little pen light or a little, you know, one of the little pocket flashlights and shine it in the dog's eyes to see if they can see any color changes or changes in the way the pupil responds. You want to look for excessive drainage from the eye, especially if it goes from sort of a clear to a colored type of discharge. A lot of redness. Sometimes you might be able to see um, a small growth on your dog's eyelid and they're taken off when they're very small, then you can prevent it from rubbing on the eye and causing damage. So just an external examination of of your dog's eyes can tell you quite a lot. Now what about, I hate to see dogs in the back of pickup trucks or sticking their head out the car window. I know they like mm-hmm. to sniff the air. I have actually seen people with those doggles, you know, the little goggles uh-huh. for dogs. Any advice you can give our listeners about traveling in the vehicle with our pets and why it may not be a really good idea to let them stick their big head out the window? Well, if you think about how much damage even a pebble flipping up from the road can do to your to your windshield, if that same pebble hit your dog's eye, just think of how much damage it could do. So, and I've been guilty of it myself in the past. I mean, dogs do like to hang their heads out of the window, but it can really damage your dog's eyes severely. So, as funny as they look on the dog, if your dog has to have his head out the window, then um, getting doggles is probably a really good idea so that it protects the eyes and yet still lets your pet do what he wants to do. And they kind of look pretty uh, trendy. They look like a Bono on four legs. You know, they got those special (laughs) glasses, don't you think? (laughs) Yes. I've seen lots of dogs on sailboats that wear the doggles because some of them come tinted, so it protects the dog's eyes from, from extreme sunlight when they're out on the water. You know, that's a good point. Just like us, they need, you know, if they're living in Florida or Palm Springs or they're on a boat where the water is reflecting, we don't even think about that damage that can happen to their corneas, right? Yeah. I mean, it can dry out a little bit, but um, it's mostly, you know, all that squinting that they do. 
Oh. So, um, all right, uh, Nancy, what's the deal when you and Quincy ride? Is Quincy got doggles on or is Quincy driving your car? I have no idea. I know Quincy's a talented dog, but what's the story? Well, Quincy had a pair of sunglasses. I don't know where they are right now, but (laughs) Quincy was born in California. Okay. And so um, we call him Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) And so... The person that donated him, I said, is he Hollywood or is he a surfer dude? She said, no, he's Hollywood. So nice. we dressed him up one time all in a, a tux and he had his, his Hollywood sunglasses on. And um, he does not stick his head out the window. The, we were taught and, at Fido's for Freedom that they didn't want any of their dogs with their heads out the window, dust or, or anything can get in their eyes or, you know. You could hit something or, you know, there's just so many things that can happen where they can jump out. But he's also, he's uh, in a seatbelt too. You know, that's a really good point. And I'm glad to hear that because when I travel with Chipper and Cleo, they're in the back of my SUV, a Saturn. It doesn't exist anymore, but it really does. (laughs) My car's there. And I not only have them in the back with a big gate, but they also have harnesses that are tethered to the car. Because, gosh forbid, if something happened, you don't want them flying through the windshield also. You don't want them, if the door pops open, to have them try to get out and be hit by a car, oncoming car. So, yeah, we strap in pretty well, and they like it. I'm very happy to hear you're doing that, too, Sandra. Yeah. Let's talk about kind of wrapping this up a little bit. We've got some pretty powerful statistics that the good doctor has been sharing, and I've seen some background on your website You guys have helped about 16,000 service animals, and every year you have about 250 board-certified veterinary ophthalmologists in Canada, Puerto Rico, and the United States helping out. That is quite a team effort there, Dr. Bromberg. Yeah, it is, and a lot of people don't realize just how much work goes into it, and I I have to give kudos to Stacey Daniel, who's the director of the ACVO, and her staff that they just they work tirelessly to get all this put together. And some so. of the groups that you've helped, I'm looking at, you've got the Transportation Security Agency, Military Working Dogs, Puppies Behind Bars, which is to help right. people in uh, psychiatric areas, the soldiers from Afghanistan and Iraq who need dogs, police, fire, my goodness. Mm-hmm. No cats, huh? Bummer. <laughs> um, well, you never know. I mean, because we do do therapy dogs, so you never know. It might get extended to therapy cats, because there are some cats that go to do therapy work at, at um, schools and, and hospitals. So and you I never know what the future might hold. <laughs> I think there's uh, facility cats and nursing homes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it because my cat, Zeke, is almost completing to become uh, certified with Delta Society, which is now called Pet Partners. So we're going to go to schools and go to hospitals, and she'll do anything for low-sodium deli turkey. (laughs) You know, but I don't know, you know, but cats, they really hide their pain a lot. So I think you're doing a great job. I want to make sure we need to get all the details again. So, Dr. Bromberg, just please let people know again who have animals that may be qualifying. We're in April right now. We're getting this uh, show posted quickly. They need to do it now, right, in order to be able to be examined in May. So tell us a little bit about the facts again. Recap for us. Okay, so to register your dog, to find out if your dog or horse or donkey is qualified for the examinations, you can go to the website, www.acvoiexam.com. 
and the qualifications are there and application to get your dog registered and then you can pick out a veterinarian uh, that's participating to uh, make an appointment for the examination. They also have a Facebook page. Yay! And and on the Facebook page, there's a a picture of a beautiful golden retriever named Quincy that you could see. Oh, wait a minute. Is that Quincy? Yeah, that's Quincy on the Facebook. Oh, you had me at Q. You had me at Q. The one that's holding the keys? Yes. That's Quincy. All right. Tell Quincy I'm I'm smitten. (laughs) I will. You know, but I think that's good. So what is the Facebook site you got to tell us so people know? I think you go to the... ACVO exam site and it, it has it on there. It's easier to click because it's it's a long URL to get to the the Facebook page. Or you can you know on Facebook you can uh, just search for ACVO. Okay, right. and yeah. it'll come I, up. That's, yeah, that's a, that's one of the easier ways to do it. Just in your search, put in ACVO and and the eye exams will come up. Okay, well, that sounds good because I love Facebook and we, we've got to do the shout out. But bottom line is this, we cannot take our dog's vision or other senses for granted. I know Chipper's not a sight hound, but boy, she can spot something a long, long way away. And I'm sure Quincy can too, especially now that he's getting his eye drops every day. Is there anything, Sandra, you want to just say before we say goodbye that will help people understand just the benefits of having Quincy and the benefits of this great annual eye exam event. I just want to say that many of the service dogs in our group have have taken the exam and some of them get the clean bill of health and you don't have to worry about it, but some of them have found things and it's important to catch it early. You want to have your dog around a long time. They don't live long enough as it is. So I encourage everybody to go. It's well worth it. And thank you to the doctors and Merrill and ACVO. And how about you, Nancy? I know you got, what, a couple doggies? I have three. Okay, and let's do a shout out for them because they've been waiting the whole show for a mom to say their names. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm at work, so, but they're, um, Izzy is a 15-year-old Cairn and Murphy Brown Dog is a 7-year-old rescue mixed breed. And then there's Zelda, a (laughs) 3-year-old English Springer Spaniel that I adopted three months ago. Oh, my goodness. How does Izzy feel about Zelda? Izzy just (laughs) ignores everybody. (laughs) So he's just sort of a really, you know, grumpy old man at this point. But Murphy and Zelda actually play on occasion. So they're getting used to each other. It's a work in progress. No plans to bring home a giant panda? (laughs) No, not anytime soon. I can't afford the bamboo. Well, I do thank you for what you're doing. You have such a very, very great specialty, ophthalmology. That's a tricky one to be board certified in, and you've done it, and you help animals every day. So that's that's great. And I do hope someday I get to meet both of you guys and just thank tell you. your four dogs total that Treat Lady will provide next time I see okay. you guys. All okay. right. Thank so you. everybody, you know the deal. We got to go to acvoiexam.org to learn how you can register and check out what they're doing because even if you don't have a service dog, there may be some way that you can help out, you know, in your own area. I do National Dog Party Day every year, and and I'm trying to give back to some charities. Just sniff around their site. There may be something that rings a bell with you that your group can maybe help out uh, some of the service dogs in your area. They do great work. And I also want at this time to thank my producer, Mark Winner. 
I can't see him right now because he's in Florida and I'm here in Oceanside, the magic of Skype. But if I could see him, I'd be giving him a salute because he does great work on Pet Life Radio each and every month. Until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.